Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. By His name. <laughs> by His name. We overcome. Praise the Lord. Oh, let's pray. Oh, man. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Lord, we love you. You are so good. We worship you. Father, you're changing lives this morning. Lord, we thank you for that. And Father, we just pray over this time of understanding your word. Father, that you would provide wisdom for every situation. That you would speak to our hearts. You would speak to our hearts this morning. Father, your will be done, not ours. Not ours. That's for someone this morning. His will shall be done, not ours. Father, we thank you for it. We worship you. We praise you. We submit to your will. We submit to your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, do you know what today is? Today's Sunday. Today is church. How many have been to church so far this morning? Yes, we have. Amen. You know, this is today marks six months when our founding pastor went down on the side of the road. And as a church, we got together. And we prayed, and our glorious Heavenly Father took what was dead and brought it back to life. Church, I'm telling you, six months ago, our founding pastor, if you don't know who that is, is Pastor Jim Dumont. He and Pam, Pastor Pam, were in Maine, and he went for a walk. And he had a heart attack of some kind, they called a widow maker, and he went down. And he was down for a long period of time. But the way maker. And we gathered and we prayed. And we gathered as a church. I remember circling right here. I remember taking chairs and praying for them. We have a faithful God. We have a miracle working God. Amen. Give him all the glory. Give him all the praise. Part of me says, wow, I can't believe that was six months. Then part of me says, that was six months? You know what I'm saying? How time is kind of strange like that? Sometimes you think time is going really quick, like what happened? And other times you're like, wow, that was only six months ago, right? It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Well, this morning I want to continue. I want to continue. Okay. I want to say something else first. 
I feel like the Lord is really telling us as a church to be bold. To be bold. You know, Wednesday night we had an amazing time of prayer here. And the, the word for us, for this church, was just to be bold. And to go and to pray and to speak the gospel and to share with people. And the Lord... It's telling me to be bold because he told me that for every person that was standing there on Wednesday night prayer, it was probably 30-some, that the Lord was working on a 1,000 people for each person that was standing there. And I'm talking about in Erie County, okay? And so it was we were standing in intercession representing a 1,000 people, every person that was standing there on Wednesday night. So I'm not saying that this is not a plug for Wednesday night, because like, oh my goodness, man, imagine if 100 people were here, all of Erie would be saved. This is great. Well, all of Erie will be saved in the name of Jesus, and it is our responsibility as the church to be bold, to be his hands and to be his feet. To be his hands and to be his feet. How else will they hear unless someone tells them? This is our job, church, is to tell them, to invite them have a relationship with them. People need Jesus. People need Jesus and to experience him. And church, the Lord is telling us we need to be bold. Our church is to move people from death to life. We are so excited about that water baptism service because it's a representation of death to newness of life. And our hearts truly are that each and every person that is represented here, that is part of this church, lives big, faith-filled lives with power. Big, faith-filled lives with power. You see, church, you can't do that on your own. Big, faith-filled lives with power does not come by your own understanding, by your own wisdom. When you are walking in God's plan for your life, you are desperately needing him each and every day. If you are not desperately needing him, church, you need to ask the Lord, what is your will for my life? Church, I'm I'm speaking the truth here this morning because when we're walking in God's will and what he has for us, it is stretching us. It is stretching us. We need him each and every day, every moment. We need him. And that's why we're going to look at a prayer this morning in Colossians, and that's what he's talking about. We need all of him to be able to get through each and every day. We need him in everything that we do, especially to fulfill the hope and the calling that is on our life. We're in a series called Provision and Harvest. That is the word for this church. This church has had a couple words recently. Provision and harvest is what it is for our church at this point in time. And that that our church, because of the provision, we will see the harvest and our church will be marked by miracles. We will be marked by miracles. There are miracles that keep coming in. People keep writing them down on testimonies. I met a gentleman this morning. He's going to write his testimony down. And we are going to share testimony after testimony after testimony of how good our God is. Six months ago, a man was dead on the side of the road. Today, he is healthy, well, 
whole, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that story, what the enemy meant for harm, what the enemy meant to destroy, has turned around completely and now is giving glory to God. They are preaching the gospel. Hundreds upon thousands will come to know him because of that story. And so when we say the enemy tries to mess with us, come on, bring it on. Bring it on because the word of our testimony is going to reach more and more people. And so if we want to walk, you know, a, a lot of us say, I want to be more like Jesus. Do you? Have you read the Bible? You look and see what Jesus went through, through persecution, through pain, through trial. You want to be more like Jesus? We do. I get it, we do, but when we say that we have to understand, that doesn't mean we just walk a perfect life. There will be trials, there will be issues, there will be challenges, but God. But God, church, but God. And he sees us through, each and every one of them. His promise to you and to me is he will take you through every trial. Through every trial. Whatever it is, he is taking us through through it. And this sermon series on provision and harvest, we talked about, we have a God that provides for every financial need. We have a God that heals. We have a God that has given us provision for peace. Peace. Jesus was in the boat, and what did he say? Peace, be still. There are waves crashing around you this morning. You say that name of Jesus and what happens? Peace. Be still. It's his name that does the work. But we have to say it. You know, God created the heavens and the earth by doing what? By, this church, this is, oh, this is good. You guys are good. By speaking. He spoke the word. When we speak the word, when we speak the name of Jesus, that's when darkness trembles. The darkness will tremble when we speak the name of Jesus. Praise God. We've been talking about the provision for the fight, how he's given us this, this beautiful word, the beautiful word of God in our battle, in our fight. And last week we talked about the provision for joy. The provision for joy, the oil of joy. Jesus came to be in the burden-busting business. And we talked about that last week. If you weren't here, I encourage you to go listen to that. In the burden-busting business. He was anointed to preach the tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set liberty to the captives. Jesus, the name of Jesus. Well, this morning, I want to share with you something because, you know, we sit there and we say, well, this is great, Pastor Jason. Thank you so much. I truly do believe now that God will provide for all of my needs. I truly believe that I am healed in the name of Jesus. And I have patience. Now, this is great if you have all this, just based on what I've been saying by the Holy Spirit's power. Thank you, Lord. But you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I've got some patience. I'm worshiping while I wait. And I really feel a new sense of joy as I see hope of the future and I get a hold of it, and I bring it to today, and it makes what I'm going through today a little bit better. And so now I have joy. So now I have joy. I have peace. I've got patience. I'm healed, and I have all that I need. 
But I have to make a decision today. And none of those things necessarily, besides peace, none of those things necessarily help me decide, do I turn left or do I turn right? And many of us, I believe, are at an intersection. You ever come up to an intersection? And yeah, In Erie, we come up to intersections. Now, we are, you know, we are blessed to live in Erie because the traffic is low. <laughs> but I believe that more people will be coming to Erie so you just better, actually there's going to be traffic jams even coming to this church and other churches, praise God. So on Sunday morning is going to be the worst time to travel in Erie County because there's going to be people going to churches all over the place. And you're going to be like, what? They're going to be, you know what? The Department of Transportation is going to go have to figure out how to reprogram the street and stoplights in Erie. Because you know, they're programmed for a certain time of day if there's not so much traffic, it just changes. Well, we're believing that the Department of Transportation is going to have to start reprogramming the traffic lights. But a lot of us, we come up to an intersection, and the traffic light is there, and it's red, and we have to stop. And we're just waiting at the intersection. And how many of you sometimes feel like you've said a few prayer requests, you've placed them in front of the Lord... And said, I need an answer on this, but the light is still red. And you can't go yet. And you start to get antsy. And you're like, this, is this the longest light in Erie? Yeah, you know which one it is. If, if I say, what's the longest light in Erie? I bet you many of you can name probably one or two. And it usually has to do with Peninsula and 26 or Peninsula and 12. Yeah? Come on. You get, you're like, oh, I just missed the light. Do I have to sit here for real this long? Is there like a parking lot I can blow through to get around this? Come on, how many have blown through the parking lot to get around a stoplight? Come on, I know we've done this. But what the Lord is saying this morning is he has wisdom for us. He has wisdom right where you're at. Even while you're waiting for the light to turn and you're trying to decide, do I go straight? Do I go right? Do I go left? Where do I go through this intersection? And it's red and I can't go and I'm itching to go. And I want to just go lean not on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He will make the way. He will show you. Each and every one of us, every day, come up to an intersection in our lives. And many a times the intersection is, is it the flesh or the spirit, which way do I turn? Church, which way do I turn? And we come up, that's right, the answer was the spirit, hallelujah. <clears throat> but it's, sometimes it's difficult. And we come up to an intersection, and a lot of times we got to the intersection and we didn't even want to get there. Because someone else drags us to the intersection. And they drag us to the intersection and we're standing there going, well, I didn't even want to get here and now I have to decide, do I go to the, on the way of the flesh or the way of the spirit? And the Lord has wisdom for us and he's encouraging us, the way of the spirit, the way of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. If you're about to make a decision and you don't have peace and there is not love and there is not joy and there is not patience in it, you better be careful about making that decision. He has wisdom in every intersection of our life. Turn with me to Colossians 1. Colossians 1. And we talk about the provision for wisdom. I'm not talking about worldly wisdom. 
Now, I'm not talking about worldly wisdom. I'm not talking about worldly wisdom. Because so often we read and we, and we look at all these things and we use data and statistics and trends and all this stuff to make our decisions. And, but the Holy Spirit is saying, no, 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 no. I don't operate in worldly wisdom. Is there some value to worldly wisdom? Absolutely. I'm not saying throw it all out. But what I'm saying is we must first check in with the Holy Spirit before every decision we make. You mean every decision? You mean whether or not I should go to the grocery store? Yes. Every decision, check in with the Holy Spirit. Because, church, you don't know what's going to happen. If you go driving up to an intersection and you don't even see that the light is red and you go flying right through it, what happens? That's right. Bad things happen. One, if you don't injure someone else or you don't end up taking your own life or the life of somebody else's, you get the little cop car that comes behind you. And you got $300 later for being distracted by what the world's wisdom was. And church, we need to, when we are driving on this road of life, when we come up to intersections, we have to touch base with the Holy Spirit and say, I need wisdom for this. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to be paralyzed and then just stay in the middle of the intersection and do nothing because that's even worse sometimes, right? You ever see someone stand in the middle of an intersection when there's traffic flying by? It's not good. He's not saying that. He's saying just check in with him. Colossians 1, starting in verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. If you go home this week and just say that prayer over and over and over again in your life, I'm telling you, things will become clearer and clearer and clearer in your life. Because it says he wants to do what? Be filled what happens when we're filled with the knowledge of God? That means there's not room for anything else. When we are filled with his wisdom, with his knowledge on what he wants to go do, the worldly wisdom doesn't have anywhere to go. There's no place for it in your life. It can't get in. When you're filled up, there's no room in the inn. Yeah? Can we walk around with no vacancy signs? Is that the right word? No vacancy? Did I say that right? Can we just get shirts that say no vacancy because I am filled with the knowledge of God. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. The same power that rose Christ from the grave lives inside of me. And so if I am filled with that kind of power, with that kind of wisdom, then I don't need any other worldly wisdom. I've got everything that I need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness is on the inside of me. Can that be our prayer? This week, no vacancy. I'm sorry, I'm filled. I can't take any more of any, any worldly wisdom. Filled with the knowledge of his will and in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. What happens when we do that? Verse 10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Oh, Lord, please let me walk worthy of you. Fully pleasing him, being faithful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 
we can get all wisdom that we need to increase in the knowledge of God. You see, that is a progressive thing. What the Lord's saying this morning is we can, we can be completely filled with the Spirit and all wisdom that we need for the situation that we're in, but that doesn't mean we don't keep learning and understanding more of the knowledge of God, of who He is, of how good He is. Each year I go back, man, I can't believe I thought like that before. You should, oh, we all should be saying that. What? What was that? That was ridiculous. I can't believe I thought that. Because we need to constantly be going further and further in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthened with all might. Oh my goodness. So we are filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We can be fruitful in every good work. We can increase in the knowledge of God. We can be strengthened with all might. Who, wants to, who doesn't want to be strengthened with all might? The Lord's telling us to be bold. Well, we can't be bold on ourselves, but when we speak, the Holy Spirit can speak through us if we yield to it. If we say, Holy Spirit, speak through me. Holy Spirit, lead me in this situation. He sent his Holy Spirit. Jesus was on the earth and said, it's good that I go. It's good that I go so that I can bring the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, godly wisdom comes to us through the Holy Spirit. I love this. According to his glorious power, we will be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. That word power there is the same power we were talking about a month or so ago. It's dunamis power. It's the power of God to heal and to save. Can we, do we want to walk around with the power of God on the inside of us? To see people come to know Jesus and to see people healed? That's the kind of power I want to walk around with. That's what no vacancy means in my mind. And what does this also do? It also, for, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Wait a second. Everything we've been talking about in this whole series can come to us as we stop and we listen for the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to fill us with his knowledge for his will, for our journey. What is provision? Everything you need for your journey. Everything you need for your journey. It's available to us. Wisdom is a part of that. All right, I'm going to skip a couple verses here. I'm going to go to Proverbs 7. It says, wisdom, Proverbs 7, wisdom is the principal thing. The principal thing. The most important thing. Not like the head of school principal, like Dale back there. No, the, the most important, well, you are pretty important, Dale, so don't let me, you know. <laughs> the most important thing thing. Get wisdom. And we just saw why. Because in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, we may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. He's asking us to get wisdom in our life. Get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Proverbs 120. I'm going to jump around a little bit here. Stay with me. Proverbs 120 says, wisdom calls aloud outside. Wisdom calls aloud outside. Let's go back to the intersection. Where you are, what you need, wisdom is calling. We have to be listening. Wisdom is available to us. We have to be listening. It's calling us as she raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the opening of the gates and in the city. The Amplified Version actually says at 
the intersection. Wisdom is crying out at the intersection, at the crossroads, where we need help, he is there to provide it. Where we need direction, he is there to give it. Where we need healing, he's there to provide it. Sometimes supernaturally, sometimes by changing a habit, sometimes by doing something different, sometimes by breaking sin in your life. Wherever it is, he has wisdom for each and every day because church, the Lord wants us to live a victorious life. He wants us to live a big, faith-filled life of power, but he wants us to live victoriously. And we gotta continue to ask him for wisdom. Continue to ask him for wisdom. You say, well, this is great. I now believe that he has wisdom for me. What am I supposed to do? Go to James. James 1, verse 5. Because I wrote in my notes, I was like, how, 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 how? Please tell me how. Yeah, I mean, this is like so good. I want this. I want wisdom for decisions. I want to know I'm at the red light. I can't get through it. Am I just supposed to stay here? Am I going to run out of gas? Do I turn left? Do I turn right? Do I blow the stoplight? How many of you ever blown a stoplight? Because, you know, it's the middle of the night. Come on, church. The middle of the night, you get to an intersection, and you're upset because they don't have it on a timer, and you're like, for real? Like, it's 3 a.m. There's nobody here. You do this. Seems good to me. Right through that light, you know? And then what do you do? You spend the whole time looking in your rearview mirror like, come on, come on, please tell me I didn't see that. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, but these are, we, this is a, this is a representation of our lives. We need to know what to do, where to go. What job do I take? Do I send my kids to Penn State University or do I send them to Ohio State University? Do I send them to Penn State University? Yeah, okay, that's okay. I don't need any wisdom for that decision. I got it. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a Penn State fan, not an Ohio State I'm sorry. Any Ohio State fans, no, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> okay, verse 5. Come on, James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, anybody? If anybody lacks wisdom, because, guys, there's so many situations that we face. It's like, what am I supposed to do about that? If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. What's he saying here? Ask him. Ask him. Not Google. I, you know, I love Google, and I ask Google so many, and then I have Siri to help me ask Google, or actually that's not asking Google, that's asking Safari. And I, you know, I don't even understand how many different ways I can ask a, a device for the solution to what temperature it is, right? There's all these different things we can ask and ask. But what the Lord's saying, we need wisdom. We ask him for it. We ask him for our wisdom. What does he want us to go do? And what happens? Who gives, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Wait, what? Hello? I need wisdom, and what I have to do is just ask God for it, and he provides which way to go, which way to turn. He does. He does. And when he gives us that answer, when he shows us which way to go, 
It comes with a couple beautiful, beautiful things. It comes with peace. It comes with confirmation. And it comes in alignment with the Word of God. He will not tell you to go do something that is not aligned with His Word. Church, it is impossible for that to happen. It's impossible. And so you say, well, I still don't know what to do. I ask and I have not heard. Well, get into the Word of God. You know how often you read a passage of Scripture in the morning and it applies to your life somehow later that day? How many have had that happen to you? This is like all the time. This is ridiculous. Like, how does this happen? Because we have the Holy Spirit available to us, and he leads us, and he guides us, and he knows that you're starting the Bible study in Romans here, because by day 12, you need to be over here, because he knows what's coming on day 12, and you need to be faithful to do what God has called us to go do. It's a beautiful thing. He gives it to us, liberally. Do you know what that means? Like a lot. Like all of it. Like, it's just like everything, like liberally, not liberal or conservative. I'm talking liberally. Like all that you need, overflowing. It's like, it's like the difference between trying to get into like a little baby pool. Like, oh, well, this is great. This is like 90 degrees. It's not cooling me off. Or like jumping off the high dive into the deep end of this big, beautiful pool. Yeah, that's what God's saying. I've got liberal amount of wisdom for you in your situation. Ask me for it. Seek me for it. Request it. And then listen. Listen to me. What I have to tell you. What I want to go do in your life. Listen to him. God is so good. He is so good. But, verse 6, there's a caveat. But, there's a lot of buts in the Bible. This, but this. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Church, if you don't think that the Lord is going to provide you the wisdom, you're not going to get it. We have to ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Church, we need to ask him in faith. We cannot doubt what God has for us. He has wisdom for us. And he talks about a man who, uh, uh, you know, driven by the sea, tossed about by the wind. I think I've given this example before in my own life. Uh, this was many years ago. We were in, I think we were in New Jersey, and we were going out on a fishing boat. Now, I think I've maybe shared this before, but I do sometimes get motion sickness. And so going out on a fishing boat probably wasn't the best idea to start with especially without like a whole boatload of Dramamines, like stuffed in my pocket going down my throat, okay? So I went out on this boat, and I was out with, with uh, my wife, and we were going out there, and it was just this beautiful, beautiful day. The sun was shining. We were in New Jersey, but you could see New York City, like the skyline out there of Manhattan. It was like, oh, 
this is beautiful. And we're just cruising on this boat. I was like, oh. Right, you're getting, oh, yeah, this is. And we're standing at the front of the boat. And I leaned over to, to Liz and I said, you know what? I could be a man of the sea. I could be a man of the sea. And I, I said it with all that is in me. Okay, I mean, I believe this with my whole heart. It's like, this is, oh, this is beautiful. I could be a man of the sea. Well, that boat came to a stop where they were going to do some fishing. And the boat stopped, and I looked down over the side. I was like, oh, look at the fish. And it just did one of those little things, and it just like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got motion sickness so fast, I was completely sick. I was, bleh, yeah, you get the picture. I was, I was like, I had to leave. I was incognito. I was huddled up like in the little part of the boat where they could like serve dinner, like laying on one of the benches. Ruined my whole day. I was a man of the sea. <laughs> but when the Bible says being tossed around to and fro, what happens, church, when we allow ourselves to get tossed about to and fro, when we don't believe that God truly has that wisdom for us, everything that we need for our situation, and we start thinking, well, what would the world say? Well, what would this person say? Well, what, you know, what is this best-selling book telling me to go do? What is this supposed, you know, and you start getting tossed around, we become sick, and we get confused, and basically we become inoperative when we're tossed around. And for me, I became inoperative. I was like, I was useless. In church, we become useless when we start looking for wisdom in both directions. The Lord says, look for wisdom here, in my word, in who I am, and what I want to go do in your life. Not over here, not at the world's ways, but in my ways. This is what he has for us. So church, I'm gonna close there. I want to just pray with you this morning. Because I truly believe that there are many people in here, that there are people watching online who are at a crossroads. They're at an intersection. They need to make a decision. They need to know, do I go straight? Do I go left? Do I go right? What do I do? Where do I turn? The light is red, I'm stopped, and I'm waiting for a decision. And I need to hear from God this morning. And church, what we have to do is exactly what the Bible is telling us to go do. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So church, this morning, we're going to spend a little bit of time asking God for wisdom. I don't want you to leave here this morning and be like, oh, that was a great message, but I still don't know what to do. Ask in faith, not what the world says, but what he has for you. And I believe some of you this morning will have an answer before you leave. That answer will come with peace. 
Some of you will get an answer this afternoon. Some of you will get it tonight. Some of you this week. But I truly believe, if we believe in the word of God, which we do, when we ask, we shall receive. Let us not be double-minded this morning. But let us hear the voice of God in our life. Let us be attuned to the Holy Spirit and what he has to say to us. Let's just take a moment. begin to ask him, church. Say it out loud if you want. No one's judging here. Thank you, Lord. Wisdom. 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 Father, we trust in you. Father, this morning we lean not on our own understanding. This morning we acknowledge you in all of our ways. Your promises to direct our paths. Father, give us direction this morning. Father, let us not leave here without a peace in our heart of decisions that need to be made. Father, we ask in faith. Father, we believe your word. And your word says that you will give us wisdom liberally. Liberally, without reproach. Without reproach. It means it doesn't matter what I did on the way to church. It doesn't matter what I did on the way to church. You have wisdom for me today. Father, we seek that wisdom this morning. Thank you, Father. Church, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you would say this morning, that I need to make a decision to follow Jesus. I've heard about it. I've made minor commitments in the past, but this morning, I want to fully commit my life to Jesus Christ, who I believe is my Savior, who has died for my sins, who has risen from the grave, who loves me and cares for me. This morning, if that's you, if you say, I will put my trust 
in Jesus this morning. Not halfway, not partway, not a little bit of the way, but all the way. All the way. If that's you, just raise your hand this morning. If you say, that's me, I am ready to fully put my trust in Jesus Christ. Just keep your hand up for a second. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Lord. I see your hands. Just keep them up for a second. Come on. Praise your name. Father, you see these hands raised. You are ministering to their hearts this morning. They are fully committing today to live a life seeking you. Seeking Jesus. Father, we just see their commitment today. I thank you for what you're doing in their life. Speak to them. Give them wisdom. Give them understanding. May they grow in the knowledge of you each and every day. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The Lord is ministering right now to you if you have your hand up. He loves you. He wants to know that he loves you and he cares for you. And he's providing wisdom at the intersections of life. He's providing healing to your heart. To a broken heart, he is providing healing this morning. Praise your name. Praise your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. All right, church, you can look up here. If you raised your hand this morning, and you want to pray with us up here for salvation, the prayer of salvation that changes everything in your life. I want you to come up here this morning. I want you to come up here this morning. Come on. Be bold. Be bold. Come on, give her a hand, man. She is bold. celebration going on in heaven right now. The angels are rejoicing. The angels are rejoicing. Let us rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stretch your hand out to her. Man, I'm so excited. Anyone else? <laughs> Anybody else? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, church, man, God is so good. We have some small group leaders coming up here. If you need prayer for anything in your life, they'll be up here to pray with you after service here. We serve a good, good God. 
And those who raise their hand, come up after here. I just want to pray with you. Some of the small group leaders will pray with you. I know maybe you've already made a commitment to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you're saying this morning, I want more of you. More of you, Lord, in my life. More of you. Come up and get prayer. Don't leave. Don't be on a rush to get out. If you need prayer, come up here and get it. So let us close. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God, that you provide all wisdom, all wisdom that we need for life. Father, we thank you that we can be filled with the knowledge of your will and in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And we just speak that prayer over this church, over our lives, that Colossians 1 will just resonate with us all through the week. We thank you for it. We worship your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Small group leaders come up, otherwise you are dismissed. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.